guys, welcome back to For The Kudos episode 11. Um, I'm Brett and today we have a special guest. We have... Hi, I'm Molly Seidel, American Marathoner, Flagstaff resident. Yes. Excited to be co-hosting. I've uh, gone a bit rogue on this one. Joel doesn't actually know, but I've uh, replaced him. He, we were going to do an interview <laughs> with Molly, but then I was like, I was running this morning. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to get a co-host. Joel's, Joel's going to be boring this week, so let's uh, <laughs> let's just make it a good episode. So, um, But yeah, and I want to say thank you to all the listeners that bombarded Molly's Instagram and, and got this interview. <laughs> we pretty much, um, our success relied on getting this interview, so uh, finally we've done it, so thank you everyone. Um, a quick little intro on Molly, I'm sure people don't really need it, but like, she's run four marathons and they've all been great. Like pretty much like second at the US trials um, in her first ever marathon, London Marathon um, sixth, and then on to win a bronze at Tokyo Olympics, fourth place at New York in the fastest time ever run by an American, which was 224 um, on New York course, and which is nearly faster than what I ran when I ran there. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, you would have been catching me for sure. I don't, I don't know. So when I ran New York, I was actually leading at um, – I didn't know it in Ks, but about like 27, 28 Ks. I had like a hundred meter lead. Oh no. And, uh, and I blew up and. Oh, well, cause that's, that course is so difficult. Mm. At what point, like, did you, was it like at like mile 16? So, so what's the big bridge that you go with? That's Queensboro bridge. Yeah. So I was leading over that yep. and then came down onto first Avenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So going up there and then I kind of got caught. I was still running with the front pack and mm-hmm. then I um, just went down this downhill. I'm like, my quads are. Michael's a shot. <laughs> well, no, that's how it, that, I feel like that's how that race is. It yeah. like sneaks up on you yeah. and you're like, you're feeling great. You're feeling great. There's so much energy. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I feel really bad yeah. right now. Usually coming up fifth Ave. Yeah. Where it's so it's like, a bit early. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, yeah, you go through, what is it? Um, uh, like Harlem and yeah. you, it's like kind of quiet and you start realizing like you're rethinking every decision you've yeah, ever made. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely re- rethinking my decision of <laughs> pulling away. I did a kind of accident, but at one point I'm like, these guys don't respect me and they're going to let me like get a big lead. I'm going to run away and yeah. win New York marathon. And they actually respected me too much. They could give me 2K lead and they still would have caught me. But See, that's, I was really grateful before that race. Um, my my uh, teammate uh, from the Olympics, Sally Kipiego, yeah. uh, she has run New York a million times. Yeah. I believe she got... Um, a third or second there um a couple of years ago and she was telling me like the day before the race she's like the race does not start until 16 do not get excited yeah. do not try and like pull any moves and i'm really glad that she did that because it's honestly the last like 10 miles of that course are hell on earth yeah it is and it's just like the hills at the end of a marathon it's just the worst thing it's just torture like why do you need it? it's like flat course and it's still going to be hard so mm-hmm. um yeah so you have had better experiences in marathons than i have okay sure. we gotta well, redeem like, new york for you yeah then. i know well i went there and ran new york half of the day and i pulled out so yeah. <laughs> i don't think i'm gonna be invited back to okay third, no third time is the charm we'll <laughs> yeah, find a exactly. good experience yeah. i'll buy you a bagel afterwards yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but would you say your career's been kind of like a bit of one of kind of resilience like you've openly talked about mm-hmm. like eating disorders like injuries that come with that mm-hmm. some mental health battles um but also having a few years where you weren't really breaking through with your running mm-hmm. and then that kind of all changed um mm-hmm. into the marathon and into getting these great results yeah honestly it's been i feel like the last two years have just been pretty incredible i yeah. was just thinking back to like back in 2020 when i was getting ready for that first marathon and it just felt like i was banging my head against the wall for years of 
like being a pretty good runner in college and then just like struggling with a lot of stuff with the mental health stuff um feeling like I was getting my life in order but then the running just wasn't clicking and I think it really is a matter of right coach right training right place and time yeah um I I ended up switching um coaches to my best friend John who had been my teammate and yeah it all just started to kind of like snowball from there of picking up this incredible momentum but yeah honestly the last two years despite it being in a global pandemic I feel like it's really just been truly amazing it's been really cool to be able to like have so many of those years that it was really really hard and now I can appreciate just like how incredible it is to be in the spot that I am yeah and I guess it was definitely times when you're probably thinking like is this even worth it oh yeah I was gonna quit yeah yeah yeah. and then then now you're like I'm so glad that I didn't Mm -hmm. quit and like and I think that's for a lot of people going through like tough times or Mm -hmm. like with mental health or, or with um like they're running it's like if you push through there will be better days ahead and, and that's just definitely happened with you when did you move to Flagstaff so I had been pretty much for the entirety of my pro career um leading up to it like I, I went pro in 2017 yeah. and I lived in Boston but I would spend half the year out here so I was kind of semi-permanent in Flagstaff I've been coming out here since I was 18 mm. or so um in 2019 as I started to get ready for the trials I was like hey I'm just gonna go all in I'm gonna like put my jobs in Boston on pause because I've been working all of these just like shit side jobs and stuff I'm like I'm just gonna come to flag I'm gonna like sleep in Rachel Schneider's extra bedroom and just see what I can do when I do like two months super focused go all in on this marathon if this doesn't work out at the end of trials this year I'll hang it up and I made the team. And so it was just like, oh, my God, this is incredible. And then the pandemic happened. So yeah. suddenly I had this year block. And honestly, being in Boston was hell during the pandemic. So I just kind of shifted everything out here. And I realized that I could get in much better training. I love the community here. I just truly love Flagstaff. And so I fully moved out here last winter. So it's been, yeah, a year of yeah. permanently living here. Yeah. But you're always spending heaps of time here. So do you reckon the um, pandemic actually kind of did you a little few favors? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like delaying the Olympics a year Mm -hmm. gave you another year of all that training and becoming a marathon runner. Like instead of being a second second marathon being the Olympics, it was your third, which is a big difference. And that's what honestly, like it's as weird as it sounds, like the pandemic is the reason why I got that medal. Like if the Olympics had been run in 2020, I think I would have just gone there been super happy to be there shown up and just been like wow this is a cool experience and over the course of that year of just building and training and getting that confidence I was like hey like I could actually be a contender here like I want to go in I want to like be the top American and I want to like just see what I can do and yeah we got to the day I'd had the most consistent training I'd ever had under my belt. And I was like, yeah, why shouldn't I try and go yeah. lead this thing and see what happens? Yeah. I remember watching it like, cause I was remembering Jack Rayner and mm-hmm. we were like, it was pretty early in the morning. Cause you guys, what time did you start? Like, so they moved it up yeah. an, earl- an hour yeah, earlier because of that yeah, heat. Yeah. 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 And so I think kind of like wake up and then like turn on the TV and it's like, I'm watching the marathon in Japanese. But then I'm just like, <laughs> send this Molly girl, like lead in the, marathon i'm like i'm like geez that, that's brave like, <laughs> like, i mean that, that's a great euphemism yeah. <laughs> my coach is probably like that idiot <laughs> yeah um but there's like like the girls that were around you like uh, superstars and mm-hmm. uh and then i'm like all right you're running with the lead pack yeah like, she's gonna finish pretty high it's like okay now she's trying to drop them mm-hmm. like you're running at the front pushing away like you're absolutely 
kill Salpeter. Really <laughs> like, she, she tried to be with you and then just goes, nah, that's it. My day's done and pulled out. Well, um, I mean, it was, it was almost more of just like the elements were so bad on that day. Yeah. And I know that I'm good at running in the heat. So it was like, I knew I had the, like everything kind of lined up perfectly for what I needed to do. And I would like, I'd felt good on training going in on that yeah. freaking little like 800 meter loop that we had. Oh, that was it, Sephora, <laughs> it was just a nightmare. Um, but yeah, it was the, just the kind of thing where like I felt confident and I wanted, I knew that those women weren't going to have one, any idea who I was or respect me. So it was yeah. like, Hey, like I want to go out and push this and see, like see what it can be. And I think I may have like, played my hand maybe a little bit too early in that race. Um, I think maybe if I hadn't been so aggressive in the middle portions of that, I might have had a little bit more at the end. Yeah. But, yeah, when you're coming in behind two world records, yeah, exactly. I was just like, I'm pretty happy with third <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah, and my, and you beat plenty of really good girls as mm -hmm. well. So, yeah. um, and it is like kind of that the conditions do make it a bit more of a level playing field. Like, mm -hmm. you go to Chicago when they when – Oh, they're running like 214. Yeah, <laughs> no, saying. exactly. Like, that's yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, uh, like honestly, if that race had gone out at 217 pace, like there's no way I could have hung yeah. on there. But yeah, it's exactly like you said, when the elements are bad or when you get like these really tough courses, yeah. like at a New York, like we had for our trials, it is that equalizer yeah. that I'm not necessarily the fastest person out there, but I, I think I can grind pretty well yeah. in difficult conditions. Yeah. Um, now, on this show, we like to ask the big, hard-hitting questions. Um, how the hell do you think Sinead was heaps good runners? Oh, my God. <laughs> She's not even funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought... Okay, so I met Sinead um, back when I was running London Marathon yeah. in 2020. And that was my introduction to heaps good runners. And Sinead was just messing with me, saying, like, oh, yeah, I actually run this account. And fun fact about me, I'm the most gullible really? person in the world. Yeah. So I'm just like, I took it at face value. I'm just like, damn, like, she's like a mom. She has a full-time job. Like, she's a pro runner. Like, damn, how does she manage to run this absolutely hilarious <laughs> meme account all the time? I'm just like, this is incredible. And because it is the running joke on there yeah. that it is, Sinead. Yeah. And I just completely took it at face value. 100% believed her. <laughs> so I had been messaging the Heaps guy for the better part of a year assuming that it was Sinead <laughs> oh my god and then like finally we get to the Olympics and it's all of you guys together and you're like no like it's definitely not but then the more Sinead said that it wasn't her the more you're I convinced I was convinced and just like took my shovel and dug myself deeper <laughs> yeah so yeah no I felt like an absolute idiot that <laughs> they're like no this is 100% not Sinead some random guy yeah. in Australia it's, yeah it's just some random bloke from Adelaide <laughs> I know like, I'm like <laughs> I wish it was Sinead but honestly yeah. like yeah I I kind of do wish that yeah legendary runner Sinead Divers was yeah, yeah. actually running yeah. heaps but I I still love the account it is my favorite oh, so account I even saw you reposted one today well, uh, honestly, I reposted that because I felt that deep in my yeah, soul because yeah. that was the beginning of this marathon. Yeah, it was just all down. over the place. And so I'm just like, man, I, that one just like hit me. Yeah, when, when I saw that, I woke up this morning and I saw it. I'm like, I'm going to take my Strava to see what my graph was looking yeah. like. It is, it's a few downs, but it's, it's been pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I know. I'm glad that mine has finally leveled yeah. out on this build because <laughs> mine was unfortunately, it was looking like the San Francisco peaks out here for a while. <laughs> um, we'll get into your training, but like how is how is your training and your lead up to Boston going? Like I saw you did have a few down weeks. Yeah. So it's been, uh, 
as, as with the majority of my marathon builds yeah. at this point, it's been a little bit of a mess. Um, I had had this hip impingement that was going okay. on. And so it was a lot of up and down um, right at the beginning, specifically just having trouble like getting into that consistent like 130s, mm-hmm. consistent workouts. Um, luckily, I have John Ball out here. He's yeah. my PT. I drive down to Phoenix for him. Um, I think the main part of this build, it's honestly been hard getting used to um, like all the almost more like the sponsor stuff, the social media stuff, a lot of like photo shoots and stuff. I think I didn't realize how much like this sounds like such a fucking champagne problem. I was going to bring this up later as well. Even like yesterday, it was actually a funny story, but the guy that came on the run yesterday and then (laughs) there was a guy behind us running with like a nice camera on these Mm -hmm. rough trails and then you've stopped obviously for a photo or something like that and he's cramping in his quad and, yeah. and can't get up and so like that is stuff that kind of comes with it now that yeah. you do have a bronze medal you're running these good times um, yeah um, it, it is just kind of weird adjusting to that though because like especially one of with the majority of my career being during a pandemic things were very like toned down yeah for a while and now it's kind of like return to that normalcy but a lot of it is is just like yeah it's a lot of sponsors it's a lot of social yeah. media it's a lot of like photo stuff for Puma um, or Runner's World or whatever have you. And so, I don't know. It's kind of finding that right balance of, like, keeping my privacy while also, like, being a more public figure in the sport. Yeah, exactly. It it is a balance. And, like, obviously training has to come first. But Mm -hmm. I, I, I listened to an interview with Morton that you did mm-hmm. the other day and how you were saying like you wanted to say no to you find it hard to say no to interviews and yeah. uh, this is probably one that you you probably wanted to no, say no, no to no honestly this is no and I have like I've made a thing now that I'm only doing podcasts with like friends yeah. because it's honestly like that's the fun time yeah and, like exactly. getting to talk with people and just getting to hang out and so it's like it's the it's the one like people were young they're like so how did you get your start in running and so yeah. it's like the same shtick over and over yeah i like i won a marathon in december in melbourne and like i did an interview after and they go oh did you train for this and you're just like <laughs> they're just like the bullshit things you're like no nah. but if it's like friends or someone you know it's gonna be fun like yeah that's definitely a lot easier to do um mm. like do yeah be like before new york you would have had a lot of media but then yeah honestly but that's the thing so it was a lot going to new york and that was a tough thing to figure out especially after the olympics i I crashed a little bit afterwards um and that was kind of part of what messed up my build-up into new york it ended up working out okay honestly though it felt like after new york things just like went to the moon of just like sponsor obligations and media stuff and stuff like that so yeah it's it's gotten weird even heck with strava and stuff like i started out using strava just as like my training log and having it was just 50 of my friends in boston following me and now it's kind of weird realizing like oh there's like Sixty thousand people looking yeah, at this crazy. every single day <laughs> and like commenting and stuff like that so i kind of have to almost like forget about it sometimes yeah and it, it, it can be hard like shava can be a little, a little bit dangerous when you know everyone's watching as mm-hmm. well it's like um like do you want to have a rest day and then everyone's going to know you're having a rest day yeah. or do you want to oh i don't give i don't give a shit about yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. i've already established <laughs> that i'm going to run my nine minute run yeah yeah pace runs yeah and... no well that's i think that's one thing that you've changed mm-hmm. race like in the last few years of mm-hmm. slowing down Mm-hmm. a dropping bit of intensity and just getting mileage done um, yeah but i guess you can run slow because when everyone sees it you run 100 and, what is it 100 and, oh, it is, 130 miles because yeah. i'm in cage right now yeah. um, it's like i don't even know how many i was trying to convert that in my mind yesterday so you, i was I talking think, with some of the germans yeah so 120 is 200 k's okay you know so you're running like 215 yeah yeah 
which is a lot. <laughs> it, it's a lot of mileage, but that's like the one thing that my body does well is yeah. like mileage. I struggle with intensity, yeah. but like I can, that's, I, I believe that everybody's got their one superpower. Yeah, exactly. Like mine is just handling like ungodly amounts of yeah. mileage. Yeah. Um, definitely when you're not doing those like 5k track sessions. Oh shit. Yeah. No. So much, I, hate, like I hate getting on the track. I yeah. don't, yeah. I don't know how everybody does that. Yeah. <laughs> when I go down to Sedona and just see like a hundred people just like ripping laps <laughs> yeah. on the track. I'm just like, I'm so glad I don't have to do that shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going back being a 10k runner at the moment. Yeah. It's just like some, of these, fun. Yeah, some of these faster things. I'm just like, Oh, I enjoyed the marathon training. Yeah, yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it is, like, tiring, but it's also just, like, that lack of intensity is mm-hmm. is a lot better. Um, so do you want to – maybe I'll go through my training week first. Yeah. Um, just because – and then you can tell me all the things I've done wrong up at Flagstaff. Like. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Here, I See, that's what I always love hearing, like, people when they first get up, how they approach it, whether they take, like, the easy way in or whether they're just going to, like, smash it from the get-go. Yeah, I think I've smashed it. <laughs> yeah, from looking at your Strava, you've been smashing yeah, it. Um, so I – when did I – I got up on Sunday night. So Sunday morning, so for everyone at home hasn't uh, heard this run. So I was in Oregon um, – at the Nike campus and I did run with Bauman and mm-hmm. uh, it's probably like, I love the runs up here. Mm-hmm. Down there, it could have been one of the worst runs I've done nearly. Wait, really? So Out in Beaverton? <laughs> yeah, so we did about 40 minutes in lane eight around the track. Oh then God, about it. I'm sorry, that's the most Bauman thing I've ever I know, heard. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> um, and then I did about another 40 minutes around two soccer pitches mm-hmm. and then there's like this two or three K loop. We did two loops of, and then a few loops of this two K loop. And I'm just like, surely there's a lot of forest out here that is nice. Um, yeah, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, I thought we'd do like a few laps around the track. Mm-hmm. I like while we're waiting for people and yeah. just kept going and kept going and yeah. kept going. Um, but yeah, so that was just, uh, two hours for me, 30 K. Um, Damn, you did two hours around the night. Uh, yeah, yeah. Damn. I guess that's not even the worst. I've heard of like some of those guys saying that they'll do like two hours just around the soccer field. Yeah, there. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad that, that we changed it up a little bit. But I don't know. I guess it's like a good – it was just the boys there. The girls would – I don't know where they were running. But they mm-hmm. – um, there's like 10 guys and they were just kind of having fun and chatting. Yeah. So like it doesn't drag on too much. Yeah. but. It, that's only I only did it one week. If I had to do it yeah, every week, yeah, yeah. Year, so. that's how that's how they're so good. They're just like mentally strong. Yeah, exactly. But no, they're a good crew, and just like all those guys are super nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I flew down uh, to Phoenix and, and drove up that night. Um, and then in the morning, woke up. So I couldn't believe how nice it was when I woke up. I, mm-hmm. I like didn't know what to expect because I drove up here in the dark. Yeah. And then, um, it's just yeah, pine trees, like standing in a nice place, and pretty much ran from the door down on Woody Mountain Road. Mm-hmm. Um, just we didn't really know we were running we just kind of just did it and like it happened to be one of the yeah we just saw like 20 people out running which yeah was good. i mean um, honestly like where you guys are staying it, like woody mountain is one of the best places yeah. to run in town yeah mm-hmm. um so i did an hour um which was at 418 pace and mm-hmm. i definitely could feel the altitude on, on the hills mm-hmm. like when i'm on the flat it's fine but every time going uphill just like heart rate is just spiking yeah um so yeah i was like oh, i gotta take it easy which like I feel like I take it easy and then ran AK that night um evening run in the Arvo and then the next morning I went out to, so yeah day two threshold um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> when I saw you yesterday yeah. you're like you didn't work this already I'm like yeah so I've been in America for a few weeks so it's like I'm not getting over jet lag but I was just like mm. yeah went down a Lake Mary Road and it was pretty windy um but I 
did 30 minute threshold and so I was three tens for my threshold so it's like Oof. yeah yeah so it's like 10 10 or so seconds slower okay do, do you have a little mm-hmm. like conversion what you would be um i guess i don't even convert anymore just because i live up here, live here so it's now, just yeah. it is what it is yeah. um but yeah generally like i like to give about like depending on the day like seven to ten seconds yeah versus being down yeah okay yeah mm-hmm. so um i was good it was definitely I was running into a headwind the last like 10 minutes and it was definitely felt like the effort was getting fairly hard mm-hmm. for for what I would usually be at home. So I was, yeah, when I finished, I was like, yeah, that was tough. It yeah. was tough. Like, I mean, like Mary, especially it's windy season now. Yeah, so, like, I just didn't know cool. that. And then everyone's just been saying, yeah, you're going to have wind the whole time you're here. I was like, oh, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, then we went to Buffalo Park that night just to, I don't know. Do you run a Buffalo Park? Oh yeah, I run there all the time. Yeah, okay. So yeah. all the Australians love it there. Like, mm-hmm. so uh, all I've seen is like Australians running to get photos of the Buffalo Park and yeah. running there. And then, but we only found like a 3K loop. Okay. So no, the trick is, so it's the, yeah, 3K or two miles around yeah. the main loop. And then you go across the footbridge and there's McMillan Mesa, which is the other okay. side. And so you can, that's another like, like two miles or so around yeah, there. Okay. And that's like very pretty side over there too. So I'll take you guys up yeah, there and yeah. show you guys the loop. Yeah. And you can do a lot of like other stuff all around there. Cause I used to um, stay on the bottom side on the east side of town there. And so run there just about yeah. every day. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause like we ran around and we're like, oh yeah, it's, it's okay. But yeah. like, I don't know why everyone's coming here all the time. But but that's the thing. There are some people in town like uh, Janet Baucom, who was a Olympic 10K runner who uh, lives here. She, um, she would do every single run there yeah, just really. on the two mile loop. Like yeah, okay. Little it's, bit of a psychopath, but, but, like, but yeah, because there's like every street you go down, there's a fire trail down it that mm-hmm. looks good for running. Yeah. So there's plenty of options. I don't know why you do that. Like that's a bit yeah. like Dalman running lane eight for. for yeah, for exactly. Run, so. Yeah, that's a, that's our version. <laughs> yeah, of that. yeah. Um, and then next morning, just did an hour again on on Woody Mountain Road. Um, bit faster this time, so I was four oh nines, and I'm like trying to take it a bit easy, but I just. This is what happens. I'm running by myself as well a little mm-hmm. bit, so I just kind of get rolling. And then that night, ran with you, um, mm-hmm. went out to a little community run mm-hmm. that uh, you're a part of. What is it? We'll run yeah, for beer? Yeah, we'll run for beer. Yeah. yeah. So it's, we've been doing it about a year now. Yeah. Um, started at Historic Brewing um, with my friend Austin, who worked there. And yeah, it's been really cool to see it grow. We had like 60 people last yeah, time, Yeah, I know. It was fun. ridiculous. Like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like, we rocked up and there was like a few people and then just like everyone came. Yeah. Like, car park was full. So um, it was cool. Like little single track <laughs> yeah that was so we, we've been switching off every week of like well i will do one week from the brewery and so that's like urban trail and roads yep. and then we'll switch and do trail the next week and yeah, so yeah. you guys got on a trail week. <laughs> yeah. that was yeah a little bit of gnarly single track out yeah. there uh, it was okay we used to train at a place um near san diego um okay. like up in the mountains there but and it was on the pacific crest trail oh nice um, yeah and that was exactly like all yeah so it's something you guys yeah so before. but then when you were like oh i'm gonna turn around run on the flat i was like yeah i'm pretty happy like, yeah yeah get back to my safe space yeah but it was, i was happy as well just to have a bit of an easier run and mm-hmm. um and meet a few of the locals which was yeah. cool so yeah um, and so next week it'll be back at the brewery so yeah okay mm-hmm. yeah good um <laughs> we went out to dinner last night we went to so so oh so so buzz yeah really really good yeah it was really yeah nice. like noodle so, bar yeah it was freezing and we had the wait outside oh god like, until yeah we got a seat but mm-hmm. um yeah and that brings us to today's run um so david neil got up here who went to NAU, lived here for like four years after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, said to him, I'm like, oh, I want to go run that A1 road, but I go, maybe we'll start on that other, like, 
I think it's called Wings. 220, 220 yeah, yeah, or Wing Mountain. Yeah, Wing Mountain. Um, and he goes, yeah, yeah, like, if you want to know anything, like, I know I'm all. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, you are the local here. Um, so Dave had known me run. I had our 45 run. Mm-hmm. And then about, I don't know, 85 minutes in, Dave just, like, looking at his watch and he goes, ah, oh, shit. Ah. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, we're a long way from, like, the car. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I, to be honest, I didn't really mind. Like, I was just, like, it was. it is my long run for the week. So mm-hmm. um, and our 45 is, like, a bit lower than what I would usually do. So yeah. I'm like, if it goes a little bit over, it's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we ended up, I don't know, going through these like single trails and like rough, rocky trails into yeah. a suburb, got lost, like lost in the suburb, <laughs> down dead ends and um, ended up was hour 57 for me. Mm-hmm. So Oof. a little bit extra. Dave, I, once we got back to the, where we knew we were, I like, because Dave was like 20 minutes over now. So I'm like, you just stop and I'll come pick you up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we definitely need some locals to. to yeah, talk. no, don't worry. And that's that route up there too. Especially if you take the wrong turn, you're gonna be out there yeah. for a while. I had a uh, yeah, I've definitely gotten lost on there and had to be like picked up. Yeah, really. Oh yeah, yeah. I was and well the girls as well because they they dropped off and like, we got our massage service here on the bike mm-hmm. and he like he goes all right I'll go back for the girls and we're like yep no worries get them back and as I came running into the park like mm-hmm. they had just got back as well yeah. so they they were long. Yeah. Um, but yeah. the thing too is that is not an easy run at no, all. It's not. Like yeah. it is very hilly, very hard. That's how like when I can do like a one with the Wing Mountain Loop there, yeah. I know that I'm really fit for a marathon yeah. because those hills are killer. Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I saw your so you got the CR for the for the course. That, that's how yeah. I damn that, straight. This yeah, is my hood. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that's how I saw like where to run, but mm-hmm. you didn't say left turn left here. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, you find out after the fact. Don't worry, we'll we'll go up there and I'll show you guys the real yeah. loop. But I think you run too fast for me. So. <laughs> yeah, well, but no, maybe it'll be good. I'll probably be cooked by the time you get back from Boston. I know, <laughs> that's what I'm like. Yeah, you're hitting it so hard right now. you got to watch out. It's that 10-day, like, yeah. like the 10-day lull when it all starts to hit. Yeah, even this morning when I wake up and I'm like, I'm going to feel a little sleepy right now. I'm like, is this done getting me already? But, yeah, you yeah. got to get on that afternoon nap. I know. Well, to be honest, I would have run it easier today. But so Dave got up here he's on a kind of trying to get fit quick program as well oh, he's been into, yeah and he, and he runs like half the k's that i do so um i'm like oh, he's gonna be a bit fresh and he's like pushing a bit up the hills and i'm Oof. like this is my fastest run of the week i'm like yeah, yeah. i'll probably pay for this but yeah that's how it's uh you got to come around with the locals we go next yeah to yeah that's why last night was good because like it kind of slowed me down and so like, we, we have our pulse run in uh melbourne which is like a good midweek Mm-hmm. afternoon run and it's good it's good for me because it kind of slows me down like gets me actually recovered and, and feeling good for the rest yeah. of the week so maybe i have to come every week but mm-hmm. um do you want to take us through your we'll yeah go last week because yeah sure or maybe i should yeah i'm trying to think of what day to start on so i'm like officially in the taper now we're yeah. 10 days out from boston yeah. so it's like i get to wind it down a little bit but it's a it's much steeper taper than we've yeah. done in the past just because it was kind of a compressed build so yeah um, is that a bit, so because you missed a few weeks yeah or? because i missed a few weeks we were trying to keep it a little bit higher closer yeah. to the race um so like I was I maxed out 135 this build and so like these two weeks going to the marathon will be 110 and 100 yeah. whereas usually it's like 190 yeah exactly. I don't drop it down a ton yeah, yeah exactly I, yeah. I, remember, I remember before the Olympics you were like did you like six by a mile mm-hmm. a few days before the Olympics yeah yeah, yeah um, we did it um like me Alphine and Sally yeah all together yeah which is like a fairly big session um, well 
at least yeah. in my eyes. So, yeah, yeah, it was it was actually nice because like we do these like double tea sessions all yeah. the time. So that's usually like my morning session, and then I have to do yeah, an yeah, afternoon yeah. one. So it was nice, like just getting to do yeah. the morning session. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess like this past week, um, like kind of starting to wind it down. I can't even freaking remember what days. I guess I'll start Saturday. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start Saturday. I'll start Saturday. So the weekend was back-to-back workout long run. Yep. And so we went down to Camp Verde on Saturday and did um, a session of – it's this uh, this loop that we've got that it's a 5K loop. Um, you will see it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically we did two-mile tempo and then one minute at like 15K pace or yep. so. So like – basically like three mile intervals but like two miles tempo one mile hard yeah, okay. so we did two of those and then the final two mile was the first 800 tempo middle section hard and then finish it out tempoing yeah which i'd never done that before it was like it, it was killer having to add on that little like last two minutes of yeah, tempo yeah, after yeah. like going all out on this thing but uh it was a great session and then we followed it up with 18 miles out on lake mary on sunday yeah. so you just um, run straight down the road and back for your long run no oh, so Jesus. we um we did a loop just because most of the people that i run with out here um are going a little bit shorter yeah. so we were with like holly archer jenny nesbitt to um two of the brits who are out here um and so we did like a loop on mailboxes so yeah, some okay. of these fire roads yeah. up and then i added on on the roads yeah, okay. um the last couple of weeks we've been doing kind of like a five mile push on the road yeah. but john my coach let me off easy yeah, cool. this week um <laughs> And then what do we do? Monday was just easy run in the morning. Johnny Zhang was out here. They're doing a, a shoot thing for Runner's World. Yep. So just insta-whore again. <laughs> um, and so did that. And then Monday nights, we always go down to the NAU track and we do strides. So okay. I run from my house. It's about two and a half miles to the track. I do um, I do like four laps of in and out strides, and then I actually put on spikes. Yeah. And the Germans were judging me so hard because they're like, "Wait, we thought you were a marathoner." I'm like, "Give me this." So I do four by one hundred in spikes, and then I just run home. Yeah. Okay. So it's, is that just kind of to keep your legs, I guess, a bit of speed? Yeah. Honestly, just because I tend to be really shuffly, yeah, and okay. so it's nice yeah. like getting getting that feeling of being in spikes again, have some fun with it. Yeah. Is that something um, you've always done? Like you've always no, we've actually that? only just started adding that in the last yeah, few okay. months um like i always do like some sort of like 200s in spikes on t- thursdays that's yeah. actually what i'll do this afternoon okay. yeah. um but yeah honestly it's something that we've been trying to add in a little bit more yeah. um emily infeld is part of our little like pseudo training group yeah, now yeah. too and so it's like it's nice when she's out here she just lights me up <laughs> it's just she's so fast or i'm just so slow yeah but um but yeah, so we did that on Monday. Tuesday, we went back down to Camp Verde and I ran K's with Jenny Nesbitt. So I did, what was it, 12 by K just at threshold yeah. um, in the morning. We came back up and then I did uh, 600s on the track at night. So that was- Okay, like, so this is a double day, yeah. So that was a light session of yeah. double T um, just because we're kind of working down yeah. into the race. Um, yeah, it was- What nice. um, altitude is Camp Verde? Camp Verde is like 3,000. Yeah, okay. So it's, it's lower than Sedona, yeah. which is nice. Um, I mostly just do it because it's a really nice, like, three-mile, 5K tempo, like, loop to yeah, do. Yeah, okay. Um, just get barked at by dogs constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it's – you'll see it when you go down there. It's, that's why we call it the barking dog loop because it's yeah. just – 
every dog hates us. Yeah, and that's actually what it was like today when we got stuck in that suburb mm-hmm. next to the run. Like, there was yeah. just, like dogs coming from every direction. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you kind of got to dodge them a little yeah. bit. You're like, oh, hold that fence hold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. But yeah, it's, but it's a great loop. So yeah, Tuesday was our last double session that we'll do before uh, before Boston. And then, yeah, we did a uh, group run out yeah. at um, uh, out yesterday. I can't even remember what I did yesterday morning for my run. Just something easy, probably. Yeah, back in mailboxes because yeah. I'm super unoriginal. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, great group run last night. And this morning, just met up with a bunch of people out on Walnut for another easy. Yeah, okay. And I'll do uh, like, what is it? Like 8 by 200 tonight yeah. in Spikes. Okay. Sorry, this has been like the messiest like no, no, talking good. about it's my good. training with people. Are gonna I, really I think like, people are going to be interested as well. Like. Mm-hmm doing like the strides and spikes 200s and spikes as mm-hmm. well because like, like i do some strides occasionally now i'm trying to get ready for this 10k i'm gonna do more yeah but it seems to be something that uh, 200 something you've always done or? yeah so that's actually been kind of like this joke that um ever since i started working with john i insist on two days before my race i always do six to eight by 200 yeah okay. they're not fast yeah like, trust me they're like super slow compared to any other track person but it always just kind of gets my legs going yeah. and i love doing them on thursdays before a friday workout and john cannot like understand why i love doing these yeah, so much yeah. he's like i'm like they're just long strides he's like yeah, you're not exactly. going fast i'm yeah. like just let me have this so yeah he's eventually like caught on now he lets me just do my 200s he knows <laughs> so you, that that's gonna and be then you do a workout friday morning Yes, I'll do yeah, a workout yeah. tomorrow morning, probably some sort of like steady state or tempo yeah. out on Lake Mary. And yeah, then we'll just honestly have one more session left before Boston, yeah. which is kind of terrifying. So it's getting close. Yeah, I know. It's getting really close. <laughs> I'm very nervous. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I kind of understand those 200s. It's just probably a little bit quicker than you're going to run mm-hmm. in the tempo. Yeah. Um, so it kind of just gets that turnover ready. And like, exactly. Ready. Yeah. It's Usually we start at like... 38 sometimes on a bad day 39 yeah and try to get down to like 34 yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I never really go that fast like yeah. my body just doesn't move that yeah, fast yeah. but it's nice getting that turnover yeah. and feeling like being in spikes you get a little sloppy in super shoes so yeah and also like when you're doing marathon training all the time mm. you kind of lose that so it is kind mm. of that's something that'll keep that turn over there otherwise you yeah. just get more and more of a shuffle yeah over. exactly yeah, yeah. Um, I, i'm trying to work on my weaknesses here yeah yeah um like obviously you're very very relaxed and like mm. you kind of have fun with it like mm. you posted memes you run in a turkey costume <laughs> you drink beer like you posted a, fo- a mm. thing today so yeah. drink. is it national beer day today it is, is national it? beer yeah, day yeah. um you challenge someone to a race on bumble yes <laughs> um have you always been this way or was that like something like we college we like that or no yeah. so it's actually um so in college i like running kind of took over my life honestly and it became not fun anymore I had been like that in high school and then I kind of believed seeing what the sport was and what my role models who I saw I saw them being really serious and I saw them like taking this so seriously it's like oh I have to do that and honestly it was the worst thing for me I I hated the sport I wasn't running well it was kind of like it was almost like you're trying to like hold on to it so tightly that it just breaks in your hand. Yeah. Um, and so honestly, it was in 2019 when I left the training group that I was with. I was considering quitting running. I was applying to jobs and stuff. It was almost a matter of like, okay, I'm just going to like run for the hell of it mm-hmm. and like do it how I want to do. And so started having fun. We had a great community in Boston. 
And that's what it was. It would just be like we would go run and then meet up for beers or I'd be working all day, get out of work at nine and then just go like meet up with friends and headlamps and run the river at yeah, like yeah, 9 p.m. Yeah. or something. And so it was like and then like just do races on the weekend for fun and then hang on the beach. And yeah. so it was this I realized like, oh, my gosh, like I really do love running, but I need to be able to have this looser attachment to yeah. it and realize there's other stuff beyond it. And then all of a sudden I started running really yeah. well. And it was just like, oh, like the idea to run the trials came like while we were at a party. So it was just <laughs> yeah. like, I think it's, I, it made me realize like, hey, like I don't have to be Shalane Flanagan. Like I don't have to have that approach to this. Yeah. I can do it my own way and it can still work out. That's not to say that I'm not serious about it. Oh, of like, course you're serious. But yeah. it's, uh, yeah, I need to be able to like, I don't know. I love the community aspects of yeah. running. I love the fun, weird quirkiness of what running is. Like at the end of the day, we're all just huge nerds yeah. doing this. So it's like celebrate that. Yeah. Like I was going to say, like not many people like go to like, sorry, elite marathon runners or mm -hmm. elite athletes go to these community runs mm -hmm. and like, and are happy to hang out or, or run on the trails and just not care about their actual training, just do things because it's fun. Mm -hmm. um, which is like something that's kind of refreshing seeing you. <laughs> but like, do, do you think that's what helps you as well? Get through these like 130, 30 mile weeks mm -hmm. like up at Flagstaff as well like that's hard yeah. 130 down down at sea level yeah so. honestly it's like the the training in and of itself if you're just banging out that kind of mileage yeah. doing work it's it can be really joyless yeah and but I find that like like I love it when a ton of people come out here when all these different training groups mm. come because it's just when you can share that mileage with other people or even like going into a huge workout but you've got a ton of people around and you're joking you're having fun and then you hit it really hard in the workout that's what is fun about yeah. it um and so it's just finding those ways to like really enjoy what you're doing yeah. i think is the key to it yeah and so it's like yeah you focus when you need to focus but it's like you can appreciate that it's like this is my dream job i love doing it and so the more ways that i can find to like have fun doing it like yeah. that's just cool like do you still feel like you have like days where you feel exhausted or you just aren't enjoying it and you want to get out like mm -hmm. wearing a turkey costume doesn't cheer you yeah. up like. well and it's, yeah there are definitely tough times and that's something that like really was tough in this build of like figuring out like early on i was just like hey like i don't like i need to figure out why i'm doing this yeah. again because it's like it's just so much of a grind. It'll have been, after World Champs this summer, it'll have been four marathons in the span of a year, which mm. is a lot. Yeah. And it's just a lot on your body. But I think it's kind of cultivating stuff outside of running, too. Um, I'm in school. I'm getting my MBA, so it's nice to be able to, like, switch my brain to mm -hmm. that. Um, in the winter, I go skiing all the time. Yeah. So if I'm having... I saw that in your Strava as well. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and that was another thing which I had people commenting on, are you allowed to... Like, okay, everybody <laughs> always like, are you allowed to? Yeah. Like, like, Puma knows full well that I ski. That was like a given when they signed yeah. me. <laughs> I got signed while I was up in Colorado and Pascal from Puma like called me and he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm up visiting family. We're up skiing. Sorry. He's like, okay, just... Be careful. Yeah. So it's like that's par for the course. I've been skiing longer than I was than I've been running. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah, it's honestly the kind of thing where it's like when I'm just like burnt out on running, sick of this. Yeah. It's like I just like throw the skis on and just go up to the mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like obviously, it's that, just that balance of like finding different things that yeah that, that keeps it interesting. And uh, I think the community up here is what will definitely help because. Mm -hmm people love running you're yeah. always having different pro groups coming up and even like with me running out on woody mountain road the other day and then after like a few people messaged me it was like hey i saw you out there running like, let me know mm -hmm. if you want to go for a run yeah. which is like oh, like pretty great that mm -hmm. people like i feel like in australia everyone's a lot more 
like keep to themselves yeah and she's like no don't come with me mm-hmm. um so yeah it's kind of cool to see yeah um we talked a little bit about like i don't know marathon builds not going perfect like they rarely do uh, oh yeah. it's like you're putting your body through so much but and like before i said this before before the olympics like yeah tape on your knee mm-hmm. um, yeah no honestly it was it's like it's funny because i think with this marathon build i've been fairly negative with it i was like everything's like nothing's going right it hasn't been the build that i wanted and then kind of realizing like hey like it never is the build that yeah, i wanted yeah. like it's always there's always going to be something before tokyo even like which I thought was like in my mind, I think back on it and I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I glamorized it. It was like, that was the perfect build. Everything went right. And honestly it wasn't, I actually had um, a stress reaction in my sacrum in March leading yeah, into that. Yeah. And so we took off some time. We were like, okay, this is going to be real close. Um, but luckily I was able to come off of it. Okay. But still didn't get the lead in that I wanted. And then once we got to Tokyo, my knee was super messed up from running on in those I, circles. I, I swear you were limping. Yeah. Some of the runs. Oh there. yeah. I was like, I was trying to like, like the PT was trying to work on it and it was just so sore. Yeah. And so it's like, even that where it's like Tokyo in my, my mind, or it was like the perfect one. And even that wasn't great. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you said to me last night, like New York, you were like, your body was smashed and yeah. it was only like kind of the last minute where it started to feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I guess you can take, but then yeah, like come race day, you race like everything has gone perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's almost a matter of like you compartmentalize. Yeah. And I don't know. I kind of have this, uh, yeah, this theory of just like you just like you go out and do what you need to do, regardless yeah. of what's happened. There are no asterisks next to yeah, race exactly. results, and so it's like on the race results it's not going to say like oh but she had a really hard time yeah. leading into this one it's just like no one cares. everybody's go nobody yeah. cares everyone's going through yeah. stuff and so it's just like you deal you have the marathon build that you dream of in your mind yeah. and then you have to reconcile that with the marathon build that you actually get and how are you going to make the most of it exactly and well i guess you can also take confidence going to boston like yeah you had these little hiccups mm-hmm. but that's what happened every single time mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah going to this like I'm sure you'll turn up on race day and we'll give it your best. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah, I know. If anything, like I'm almost trying to focus more of like, Hey, like this is a really cool experience. Like I lived in Boston for four years. Like I love that city. I've run on that course so many times and it's like just getting to like celebrate. Like I like, I've always dreamed of doing the Boston marathon. So like, regardless of how much of a shit show this build has been, I'm just like, Hey, like this is fun. My family's gonna be there. I've got a ton of friends there. Like, I'm just really pumped to get to run this yeah. marathon. I, I was in Boston um, a few years ago. I ran the 5K the day before. Yeah. And oh, that's such a good race. Oh, uh, it's so cool. And I was just like amazed. Probably the first time I've been to a major marathon, mm-hmm. and I was just like, the city was like alive. Mm-hmm. Like everyone's like wearing their shirts around, going to the expo, yeah. and just everyone just ca- cared about the marathon, and mm-hmm. it was. Like, yeah, and American Marathon, like New York, London's a bit the same as well. It's like the crowds are just amazing the whole yeah. way. And it's, it is kind of special and it's definitely what helps you run. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, and then I guess you living there, it's going to be a yeah. very special. Yeah, because it would be like, that's exactly what it was. It's like the entire city gets off work on Patriots yeah. Day. Yeah. And so it's like everyone just comes out. And so we would always sit at like mile 19 of the marathon course right in newton and just see everybody coming up and it's super inspiring you just get like pumped and you're yeah. sprinting all over that 5k is so much fun so it's like the whole weekend is just yeah exactly yeah. yeah and yeah just everyone it just was so cool seeing everyone in their shirts before the race just excited for the marathon like mm-hmm. i think it's probably one of the only cities that 
really the whole thing comes alive for and there's it. a lot of pride behind yeah, it and i yeah. feel like the boston marathon is very like of that place like there's i've never experienced anything quite like it. like new york is such cool energy yeah and like it was the only thing that i felt that was like most similar to yeah that. exactly mm-hmm. yeah but then new york is also so big that mm-hmm. there can be some other major event going on the other side yeah, of the exactly. city <laughs> you even know but um like well yeah we talked already about like kind of being in the media eye and mm-hmm. and like how you find you balancing it up to boston mm-hmm. it's been it's been tough and it's been tough figuring out that like i want to be very open about what i do yeah um but some of some of this it's become so much more than i ever imagined it mm-hmm. would be like me going on strava wasn't like something of like i want to be transparent with my yeah. training it was just like oh i like it was when nobody was paying attention. It was just like, yeah. oh yeah, I just want to put my stuff on Strava because I like it as a training log and I can see what my friends are doing. Or same as like some of those early podcasts that I did when it was like right before the trials, I was almost doing it more for me and then it's blown up into this yeah. like, oh, you're a mental health advocate. I was like, yeah. ah, like I didn't exactly mean <laughs> for that. every single time you do a podcast, people are asking. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, it's been interesting trying to like, figure that part of it out especially as like i am a little bit more of an introverted person even though i can be very like outgoing but so it's finding that time of like okay i need to be able to have like my decompressed time get away from people hop in the forerunner and go in the woods for a couple hours (laughs) and not talk to anyone but yeah it's just it's finding that balance more than anything and figuring out like what are the reasons that I'm doing that yeah. and separate it from the reasons that everybody else wants me to yeah, do this. Yeah, exactly. Um, are you one to make like big predictions for the future or are you no. just more, yeah, so you more just want to just yeah. keep it to yourself and mm-hmm. then let the, do the talking on the road kind of thing. Exactly. And that's like, I've got big, like I've got really big goals and like things that I'm shooting for, but like I do feel that it is more of a matter of like you go out and you do what you need to do yeah. and just see what you can do on the day. Like at the end of the day, like, like marathoning is crazy right now everyone's running so fast you never know what's going to happen just like with a marathon build anything can happen in these races and so it's like i'm always going to go out and like shoot for trying to like run super fast like same thing with boston i'm going to go up like yeah my only race plan is to just stick with the lead pack as long as i can and so it's like at the end of the day that's all you can do yeah exactly and it is the best way to race as well like you mm-hmm. go and you go all right let's try to win this race mm-hmm. and it's you got I don't know how many thousand people, but you got to drop all them and then you get down to the last few. Well, and I don't know how you feel about like racing too, but I feel like this is pretty like universal amongst pros. Just like, or I don't know, this might be more unique to me, but (laughs) I find no interest in going out and quote unquote running my own pace where it's like, I'm going out and being conservative because it's like the race is there. The race is happening. And that's all that matters. If I go, go out race hard and feel like i put everything out there i'm happy with it yeah i don't really want to be like well i know that i need to run this pace for this many miles it's yeah. just like no like the race is going follow it yeah like, well when i ran my pb in london a few years ago like i didn't wear a watch i was mm-hmm. like i'm gonna i know there's a pace group there of and the, i know some guys that are going in it and mm-hmm. they're the guys i think i should be racing mm-hmm. like yeah, it's going to keep Chogi ahead, yeah. but it's no problem. He's going to race. Like, yeah. <laughs> he may as well, I might as well race on a different day to him. Yeah. But there's these guys like Callum Hawkins and all that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to try to beat them. So mm-hmm. that's who I'm going to run with. And I'm just going to race it. It's yeah. not, I'm not going, yeah, this is what pace, it was what splits after here. Because you get away from how you're feeling or mm-hmm. or just the kind of pure racing. Yeah. Which is. 
And I think I think those are the opportunities. Like it's such a cool opportunity to get to race amongst the best in the world in these yeah. tracks. There's a strength in that that most people never get that opportunity. So it's like make the most of it while it's yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we'll go to a few listener questions. That we've been oh boy! So, yeah, there's a, f- a fair few funny ones. Like everyone wants to know about you washing your car. And, um. <laughs> See, okay, that was my question. To do. I'm like, I'm the people from other countries. I don't know if car washes are as much of a thing in other countries. Yeah, this is what I said. That people here. just I don't know, wash it at home or they kind of go through one, but I don't know. It's yeah. not really. Okay, so I will explain the car washes. People are like, how do you get so many? There are multiple car washes here in Flag that are unlimited. So it's like, I pay a monthly fee. So it's like 20 bucks. Okay, we don't have those kind of things. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So that's how I do it. So it's like 20 bucks for the month. And you can wash it as much as you want. So I just think I'm being like fiscally responsible. I'm just using that as much as possible. I want to run that business into the ground. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that's like the touchless. I also do love the like, go drive your car in and then it's like, you put the quarters in and it's like, yeah, you scrub yeah, it yourself. Yeah. Honestly, it's like a therapeutic thing for me. If I'm having a really stressful day, I'm just going to the car wash <laughs> and just like taking that puppy through. Yeah, we, we have the self-wash ones and like, we do have some drive-through ones, but I've never heard of memberships for it. Oh, so. no, it's great. The Speedy down the way, the highly yeah. recommended. Um, so this is one from Earl Grey, No Milk. Can you do your best Australian accent? Oh, my and God. No, no. <laughs> well, we I'm going to get cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like you need to give me, like, a phrase. Well, like, we kind of talked about this last night and when we were at the Olympics. Yeah. And kind of, like, after parties going on, Australia's really strict with mm-hmm. only being Australians and then these Americans come over, so we quickly went and got some Australian gear, gave it to you guys, and then we we're going up to like party in the rooms, mm-hmm. and you're walking through with an American accent, and we're oh, like, yeah. shh, shh. They're like, shut <laughs> up. They can tell. I'm like, oh my God, I love Australia. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, shut up. Like, all these rooms are so nice. But yeah, I'm like, shut up, please. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh my God, the decorations. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like it, like, I only have like the worst Australian accent and it's bad because I know enough Australians at this point that I should be better with it. I feel like, what is it? Um, I Melbourne is like Milburn. Yeah. Mil- yeah Milburn. Melbourne. Um, Melbourne. I, my go-to is just throw another steak on the bar. <laughs> I'm going to get canceled for that one. <laughs> I think uh, I need to come over to Australia at some point. Yeah. Like, oh, that, okay. We had heaps there. of questions for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, when are you going to come to Australia? Okay, yeah. are, are people allowed into Australia at this uh, point? I yeah, like from, from like a couple of months ago. Okay. Can. So you don't have to do a two-week quarantine. Okay, good, because I just figured nobody was ever getting yeah. into Australia ever again. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I think so. I, so no, see, that's the thing. I really want to go to Australia because I've had friends um, that, like, went over to, like, Perth and whatnot yeah. to study. And, it, like, obviously you guys are all down trading in Melbourne. And so it's, like, it seems so cool um, the problem is Australia is so far yeah, from everything. It's always way farther than I think it is. Like yeah. even for Tokyo, I was talking with Sinead and I'm like, oh man, that must've been such a nice quick flight for you guys. She's like, no, it was like 10 yeah, hours like for 10 us to hours, get here. I'm like, but it's like straight up. So the good thing is it's like similar time zone. Yeah. So it's like fine, but it's still a 10 hour. But like, flight. that's insane. That is the, that's the amount of time that it takes me to fly to like Argentina or something <laughs> like that is difference every you guys like oh yeah it's just a quick 10 hour flight and then yeah. it's like 24 hours for you to get to london i don't oh, know how well, many hours it is when i went to here. new york the other day like it just took so long because i went to san francisco and then flew to new york and mm. it was like by the time i left my house and then got to the hotel it was like 30 yeah. hour trip or something like that's insane yeah like australia is i think i always just like 
underestimate the size of the Pacific Ocean yeah, and just like where you guys are yeah. ge like geographically. So, yeah, so um, I need to come over and like stay there exactly. for a while. Yeah, if you come, you stay for a while because yeah. there's no point coming staying for a week flying back. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, and, well, here's a follow-up onto that. Um, heaps of questions for this. Who's your favorite Australian runner? Oh, God. I mean, well, other than you, yeah, obviously. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> um, uh, I feel like, there, that's the thing. There's so many good Australian <laughs> runners right now that I love for, like, different reasons. Like, Sinead, queen yeah. of my heart, number one. Yeah. I love Ellie Pashley because she's just, like, fabulous. Yeah. Those guys are so funny together. Um, uh, it was, I mean, Jack Rayner. He's... Yeah. I... I Everyone keeps calling him the Australian, um, uh, Australian Craig Craig, Angles. Oh, Craig Angles, yeah. yeah <laughs> but I feel like Craig Angles is like the American yeah, Jack yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, and even like Stewie is just yeah. awesome. When we were at a great North run, we were all like hanging out in the hotel afterwards. He downs like eight, oh, full yeah, yeah, eight full pints of beer. We're just like hanging out. Galen Rupp is like watching a football game. We're just <laughs> drinking. It gets to about midnight. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, oh, and he's like, no, like, we're all ready to go out right now. I'm like, dude, you have had so many beers right now. And he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just getting warmed up. I'm, yeah. So I don't know if all Australians drink like that. Uh, to be honest, I was so surprised. So my coach called me and he's like, mm -hmm. Stewie can drink beers. I'm like, yeah. I've seen him before. The year before we were in Hanglo for the last race mm -hmm. and, and he had probably three or four beers and he was throwing up everywhere. So <laughs> so he's got better. But, yeah, um, it's just like with training. You just got to like yeah, raise yeah, your exactly. threshold. So, but no, he is a he is a champion drinker. Yeah. Like, Jeez. Uh, I can't believe you've said that. On, on that. <laughs> that's going to go to his head. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I am. No, but and that's the thing. I feel like like Australians just like have so many good personalities yeah. in the sport so it's like that's why I just want you guys to like keep coming over here yeah I think that's probably here. why Australians like you as well because mm -hmm. like you're probably more like us than, than what mm -hmm. we see most of the Americans like same yeah. with Craig Angles like mm -hmm. we see him as kind of more relaxed and having fun with it yeah. which I feel like a lot of the Australians um, are mm -hmm. more like yeah. um so now I'm here for um, yeah. or that they I love that you guys don't take yourselves seriously yeah. like at all like you guys just like go out race hard and then also are just like actual people yeah 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 exactly <laughs> it's um yeah it is it, but it's like what you said before we've it's like kind of that balance um yeah. where we find like I know yeah if I was kind of strict training doing nothing else like I'd go insane um yeah honestly yeah so from Laura Simon, um, would you rather win a major marathon or get the US record? Oh God, I got asked that a while back actually. Ooh, can I say both? No, <laughs> yeah. um, no, I think win it in a US record. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think for me, honestly, like I prefer like racing, like racing hard, and I love that competitiveness. So I think probably like winning a major obviously i think would yeah be just so cool i don't know ultimately if i'm the kind of person that it like can do like what kira damato has done or sarah yeah. hall that are really good at just like go out hit your paces yeah, yeah. time trial i think that's like an incredible skill set yeah. that's like something in and of itself that's so difficult to do it's almost like a different sport like honestly like, but especially like in uh i found this when i was doing the 5k like I would go run like diamond leagues or like races like that where you're just on the pace and mm -hmm. then you go to the championship and it's completely different because yeah. now it's like you're jogging for half the race and then mm -hmm. so and that's the thing with like 
yeah, Olympic marathon is mm-hmm. completely different to London marathon because yeah. London marathon is kind of more on, on the pace. Mm-hmm. Olympic marathon, it's going to be in tough conditions. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, and yeah, I think ultimately like my style of racing fits that more like championship style racing. Yeah. And that's why like I've really kind of focused in on like these global championships and like I'm super pumped for worlds this summer, yeah. but it's something that I'd like to work on and getting a little bit better at that pacing mentality. So yeah, I don't know. Like, it would be cool to be able to go after something like that. Yeah, eventually, probably one day. Eventually, know. hopefully, yeah. I'm young enough in my career that I've got some time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, last question from Matt Ra Taylor: um, What are your thoughts on ultras? Any interest for you? Oh my god, um, I don't know. Maybe a 50k someday. Yeah. I'm never gonna do a hundred miler. Like yeah. that's a different kind of beast. I've got a lot of friends out here who do ultras. That stuff is so hard. I know. I, so our massage therapist, who's here, Andrew White, um, he on Saturday ran a 100k race, mm-hmm. and then he messaged me, and it was like 2 a.m. in Australia, and I knew he was flying to America the next day, and I'm like yeah. in bed. He's like, oh, I'm fl- I'm driving back from where the race was, which is like a four-hour drive back to Melbourne. Oh, slept a couple of hours, got on a flight from Australia to here. <laughs> Um, and he's like, yeah, my ankle's a bit stiff. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, it's just, it's insane. Like, I don't know that. It, I don't know if I could deal with the sleep deprivation. Yeah. If anything, like these guys are just like, yeah, you're like hallucinating at some point. So uh, I don't know. It's fun watching them out here. There's a great one here um, called the Hovelin 100. Yeah. That honestly is more like Burning Man than yeah, anything okay. I've yeah. ever been to. So yeah, I'll I'll crew for a couple and see if I can. Uh, yeah, maybe after I'm done marathoning, yeah. I'll just go in the woods and run for 100 miles. <laughs> yeah. But at the very least, for now, I'm sticking to the roads. <laughs> Um, so Boston in 10 or so days and mm-hmm. then how long do you have off after that? Um, I'll take probably, I, I usually, if I'm feeling okay, I do run right yeah. after the marathon, just super easy for that week after. And honestly, it's such a quick turnaround to worlds that we'll probably yeah, get right back into it yeah. if I'm feeling okay. Yeah. Um, that was part of doing New York right after the Olympics last year was practicing yeah, okay. that. Yeah. Um, the quick turner, it didn't go quite to plan, <laughs> yeah. but, um, yeah, I feel like I'm getting better at that, being able to recover and focus on yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, I'll stay in Boston a few days, see friends, yeah. um, get back out here, recover. We're going to throw a massive party at yeah. my house, um, regardless of how the race goes. Cause I just got a new place out yeah. here, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be, a. I'm really excited for like I'm really excited for Boston. Yeah. But it is almost more of a building race towards Worlds. Yeah, like okay. Worlds is the big focus of this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't tell Boston Marathon. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well make sure this comes out uh, no, it won't come out a week before. So yeah, okay. <laughs> um yeah, so you have to get back into running quickly so you can show me some trails and I know, and, uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. I'll still be doing like fifty or sixty miles yeah, after the marathon. <laughs> yeah, that's more than our other co host does in a week so um yeah, that's why i've got you on those who can't go fast must go far <laughs> yes exactly but he can't do either so <laughs> <laughs> um thank you very much for coming on it has been great and uh mm-hmm. finally we've got you on and now podcast- I, I can retire from podcasting oh so yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah I, I will be taking over this co-host spot permanently. yeah you can yeah <laughs> um good luck for boston thanks and yeah good luck for worlds as well i know thanks it's it's exciting, but thanks so much for having me on. This was super fun. Thank you. See ya. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, Molly and I were struggling to find a guest for the interview this week, but then we thought, you know what? Let's bring Joel back on, <laughs> see what he's been up to since being kicked off the, the, the show and see how he is. So uh, I'd like to introduce everyone to Joel Tobin-White. How are you, Joel? Hey, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, yeah, after that 
after that Molly interview, I was. I was like, oh, yeah, great. I'm going to see the... It wasn't an interview. It wasn't an interview. Sorry. after Mo- That's the show now. <laughs> Sorry. After Molly's uh, hosting job, I was like, oh, great. Yeah. I'm, I wonder, uh, I wonder, I'm going to go check the responses to the questions. I went to log into the Instagram. It says, you've been logged out. And I was like, oh, I went, <laughs> yeah. went, to, I went into the Facebook and said, you've been logged out. Went into the emails. You've been logged out. So I'm just done. That's it. <laughs> Yeah, well, because like you share everything on Instagram, but that goes out to about 200 people. <laughs> Molly literally goes out to 200,000. So it was like a no-brainer for me. <laughs> Can I please still be involved though, please? I'll do anything. <laughs> <laughs> now, welcome back, Joel. How have you been? Um, yeah, yeah, I've been I've been good. I've been all right. Don't um it's it actually did time it perfectly having Molly on when I have had the most boring week of all time. So, so yeah. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to take us through it quickly? Yeah. Oh, it'll probably, don't, don't say too quickly. You know, it'll take some time. To no, try, no, not quickly. Yeah. Go into detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, coming off, uh, off that, yeah, nationals, I just took a bunch of days off um, to, yeah, rest the knee. I was able to get a scan get an MRI on my knee. Um, Richie Johnson, uh, the physio who were, uh, <clears throat> I think I've said t- before, I'm part of this trail study out of Latrobe Uni um, about like knee, yeah, running running injuries f- in the knee. Um, and Oh, yeah. So he'd be really interested in this. Yeah. So I was able to get an MRI sorted and I think he, from, <laughs> from like a, a uh, study point of view, he's probably sitting there thinking, oh, I, I really hope his knee's all cooked and we can really analyse it and all these weird yeah, things yeah. going <laughs> in it. And I'm thinking, please, I just hope it's bursitis. I want my knee to be fine. <laughs> yeah. um, and thankfully, it was the latter. It came back, the knee's fully structurally sound, no cartilage damage, no nut. Everything is totally normal and it was just bursitis under the under the kneecap. So I got that done on the Wednesday um, and then was able to yeah get in to see a sports doc um, at yeah Olympic Park on the Thursday, <clears throat> and he was looking at the he looked at the the, the report radiographer's report and um, sort of said even they were like splitting hairs at what was going on there, um, and I'm sitting there just going just fucking grab the needle and shove it in my knee, all right? I just want the cortisone, yeah. and then he's sort of sitting there going, oh, you know, like I'm not really sure um, if it's if it's bad enough to cortisone. Um, yeah, like I just don't know. But you know what it's like when you're an athlete and then you're thinking, okay, well, I've already had five days off. If I start running, if I have another, say, three or four days off and just try and let it let it um, heal naturally and then I start running and it flares up again, then you've, you're back to square one. You've lost two weeks. Yeah. And I'm like, can't yeah. I just... And then you have another week exactly. off. Exactly. And, and it just drags yeah. on and then I've got to pull out a Sydney half and it's just so shit. And then he did that. He just goes, oh, well, let me just look over it with an MRI. Um, MRI and a ultrasound. And he's like, okay, no, nah, I can see some significant swelling there. Yeah. I feel like on MRIs, they don't... Um Bursitis doesn't show up as good no. because I've had the same thing where like they saw bursitis in my hip and they're like, yeah, it looks looks like a little bit bad. Like yeah. let's inject it anyway. And then when um they're under ultrasound, he's like, Ooh. he's like, yeah, man, this is actually really yeah. big. Yeah, um, exactly. Bursitis here. So it's yeah, I don't know. Maybe ultrasound's better for finding bursitis. Bursitis, yeah. So I had the ultra ultrasound guided uh, injection on Thursday night. 
Thursday afternoon. Um, and then I've got a, well, he said, you know, usually they say seven days, no impact. Um, yeah. But because this, because of my, the bursa is irritated in movement, I can't, it's not impact based. So I can't really put weight. He said, he said, I don't really want you to put weight through it and I don't want you to move it that much. So that leaves me, the only cross training I can really do is some like standing, you know, I can do standing calf raises. I've been doing that to try and keep load on. I've been doing lots of core, um, but I can't ride. I can't do cross trainer yeah. and I can't run, um, but I'm just going to do five days. I think he, he said, he's like, look, five, five days should do it. I know. So that's means yeah. we're recording this on, on Monday. So I'll be able to go for my first run back tomorrow. But good news is I can't feel it yeah, at okay. all. There's no feeling of it bending my oh, knee or good. anything. Yeah. So it's, and could you feel it before you had the injection? Could you feel definitely. it? Definitely. Just day to day stuff. Yeah. yeah okay. oh, like I would, yeah, it, it would be, it was just, yeah, it was just irritable, especially all around that race sort of time. So it was really, I was just really happy that I um, was able to actually guess what it was, what the injury was. And I was like, I bet you I just need to have a few days off, get to the race, a few days off, cortisone, and then I'll be fine. And in the past, I've said stuff like that. And I'm like, you know, it's just like a little bit of a sore foot. I just get a little bit of cortisone or something. And then they scan it and they go, you're missing five bones in your foot. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. it always ends up being like something so wet. They're like, oh, you need the next two years off. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. Yeah. So... Yeah, hopefully. Good news. Hopefully you just build back in training and then it's no more problem. Build back in. Cortisone when it does bullshit. Cortisone works really well when um when it's when it's actually the injury that can, it can fix. Yes. Yes. That's like it's good at getting rid of bursitis and stuff like that. So. Well, that's <clears throat> the thing is but when you when you inject in a stress fracture, it doesn't do much. <laughs> I thought it heals bones. Shit. Um yeah. <laughs> that's the thing with cortisone. I know like a a lot of people can be against cortisone. Um Especially, you know, I've, I just find they, some, some people you see, they're like, oh no, don't cortisone because it's like cortisone is just a fix. It doesn't fix the, the um, you know, the, what, the core, it doesn't address the cause of the problem. And it's like, well, sometimes yeah. the, if the cause of the problem is already addressed, you need to get rid of the information that was, yeah, the, exactly. that was there. And as a result, once that's gone, if, the, if what caused it, which for me, it was really locked up quads and ITB and then a spike yeah. in load, it's like, okay. It's 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 going to be problem solved. Yeah, yeah. If you can address the problem, but then you still might need a cortisone just to get rid of exactly the, the pain, yeah. and then you're good. Yeah, as long as you've addressed the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. There's some medical yeah. <laughs> spitting so. out medical facts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully next week you have some more running to talk about. Yeah, if Molly lets me back on into the accounts. Yeah, yeah. We well. Yeah, we're struggling for another guest, me and Molly, um, for next week. So, <laughs> just speak. You might to be it. another call up. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I have my phone on all next week. Like, please, Molly, please message me, please. <laughs> yeah. So you you only did um, you got up to Thursday, right? Because it was a bit Thursday, of a different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I recorded midweek with Molly. Um, that's all I got to, so I couldn't tell the future. Um, so, so when's Molly coming back on to tell week. the rest of her week? <laughs> yeah, no, she sent it in to me as a text, so I'll explain that to you. Oh, you guys are texting. Um, <laughs> professional stuff only. Um, yeah, so rest of my week. So after Dave tried to cook me and get me lost, I thought I'd need to take it a bit easy on Friday. So um, we went on, there's an urban trail here. I think it just runs like, I don't know, through the city. 
of of Flagstaff pretty much and just like around there. So it's, it's nice and flat, um, which is good and easy hour, like around 4.30s for an hour, which is Slow nice. View. And it was like nice and flat. Yeah, so it was good just to have that, um, I don't know, a bit of a rest. What surface? From, uh, is it I'm like... Kind of it. Uh, it's like kind of like like the tan, but maybe a little bit rockier. Um, yeah. I think there's parts that's really nice and then there's parts that is... I, I, apparently it goes for like, I don't know, 16k or something so yeah. um yeah which is pretty cool and then in the arvo just did another 8k um at 4:30s again so a nice easy day um got a track session coming up saturday morning did you do that so. one in the evening or the arvo that arvo run uh that was an evening run in the evening because <laughs> it was 5:47 at night yeah yeah <laughs> um <laughs> And then, yeah, so Saturday morning, we drove down to a place called Cottonwood, which is um, a thousand meters altitude. And then it's about like a 70 minute drive. So so people up at Flagstaff either drive down to Sedona or Cottonwood, I think, to do their track sessions. Um, there's tracks up here, but doing a track session at like 2,100 meters is brutal. It's t- is, yeah, it's just brutal. And then it's just like it's so windy here at the moment. Um, got down there and it's just an absolute heat box. Um, I feel like every time we're at altitude and then you go down, you just always, every time it's like 30 degree weather. Yeah, so, it's so hot. Uh, um, yeah, but <laughs> I love that. That's, it, the it science, nice, like, that's the science behind it. It's like even up at fall, it's like Falls Creek in the middle of winter. You're like up there skiing. It's like you're going down, down to Mount Beauty. Why is it 40 degrees? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know why. Bot- <laughs> Top of mountain, hot, uh, cold. Bottom mountain, hot. <laughs> science, science. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, get down there. And so I had four by 2K um, and it was like, so the first one was supposed to be 68s, which I did. Um, so so also training me was Dave McNeil, um, Sean Tobin from Ireland and Corsgren from Ireland. So so they were going to do 1,200. Pardon me? What was that last uh, name? Corsgren. Okay. Is that his surname or is that his first name and second name together? That's, that's his first name. That's his first name. <laughs> and I'm um, stumped, Jay. I only call it... No, I honestly I only call him Corsgren and I cannot think of his first name right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll add it in later. So we'll add it in later. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Corsgren. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm trying to get it up quickly here, Corsgren. <laughs> I think we even say it wrong as well. They don't understand it def- when we say it. It definitely it, sounded wrong. Yeah. It's, so um, Dave, Dave, anyway, they, Dave was up there training. They were doing 1,200. Well, because yeah. last time I trained Dave's with Dave, here. he was stinking. He's obviously come. Andrew Corsican. Andrew. There you go. Yeah, last time I trained with Dave, um, that set of 1,200s I did before nationals, he was like, he was in absolutely no shape. At all, because he's obviously yeah. he's come off a big long injury, and then I spoke to him. I'm like, "Oh, so what are your movements? You know, for the for winter?" And he goes, "Oh, I'm going to Flagstaff to train." I was like, "You are what?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he's got a bit to go. Um, he gets fit pretty quick, though. He does. He does. He like I don't know. He's got to be careful because obviously he was pushing, oh, not pushing the long run, but like we ran a bit quick. And then on Friday when I saw him before the run, I'm like, "Hey, doing?" He's like, "He's like, man, my quads are cooked." <laughs> and um, and then I sp- at the end of the run, I'm like, "Oh, hey, quads." He goes, "Oh, the quads feel like hey, but I'm really tired." So I'm <laughs> so he has to be careful because yeah, he, I don't know. You can put easily push it, but up here, I think you can just cook yourself. So yeah, especially um, if you're trying to get if you're on that get fit quick program. 
Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I think he just has to do training up here and just get it done. And um, that's what sometimes happens because if he, yeah, I f- yeah, I find that happens if you go like you can go to you know I've done it plenty of times. Like you go to Falls Creek for like a month and um, you know going on those camps and you arrive unfit. And if you just focus on getting through the whole camp, by the end of the camp, you're going to be fit. But if you go there yeah. with the intention of, I've got to fucking get quick, you'll cook yourself in the first week. Yeah. Yeah. Even, even after speaking to Molly the other night and she, like the other day when she was like saying, oh, you guys are, she's like, oh yeah, look at your Strava and you're going pretty hard. I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll back it yeah, off a little bit. Yeah, I noticed so, that. When um, she said that, I was like, Brett, don't cook yourself. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a bit different as well though because like people live up here, like she lives up here all the time yeah. where I'm on a four-week training camp. Um, That's true. So, the, yeah, it is a bit different where I can, I don't know, go a bit closer to put myself yeah. at being cooked. But but I, I don't know. Maybe next next week I'll be saying, yeah, <laughs> I'm absolutely rooted. Maybe so. next week it'll be Molly and I hosting and you will be locked out of the accounts because yeah, yeah, exactly. you can't train. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the boys were doing 1,200 lap off and then 400. Um, so that means I would run the whole 2K. They would skip the fourth lap. Yeah. Um, and it was good. They had, they had some help. I like meant, meant I had some help, but it meant that like, you know, when you, if you start a rep, mm. your first hundred is always the quickest yeah. and then you kind of get into it. Yeah. So as I'm coming through, like I'm in a rhythm running 68 and then they're starting to rep yeah. and like they'll jump in thinking it's helping. But then I'm like, oh, really on the back of you yeah. now and you're going through a bit too quick for that hundred, so it's like I've picked it up a little. It bit. always happens, and they've got the insecurity of they're trying to help you, so yeah, they're they like, don't want to slow me yeah, down. Exactly, and like, yeah. <laughs> it's like they don't want to slow. It's like how come Sean Tobin and Dave McNeil are setting up the blocks? At the t- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, why are they down on all four? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so my first one was sixty-eight. It's like they actually felt really good. Um, then I had a lap jog, and then that next one was supposed to be sixty-eight. Uh, 62, 68, 62, 68. Um, and yeah. I did it, but it was... That's a brutal one. Yeah, yeah it, it was tough. Like, And that was the thing with they... When I... um, Like when they jump in for that 68, like I was like, no, nah, I'm I'm back and right off here. Yeah. Like I had to really like... I wanted to run 68.9 yeah. um, pretty much. Yeah. And then did a, did a lap jog and, and I was like hurting at this point. Um. And then, so the third one was supposed to be 62. What's that 2K? 68. But without me having to do uh, So that one was like decent. It was, uh, it was like 5.30 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, so the, the, so the third one was supposed to be 62, 68, 62, 68, 62. Oh, geez. So you got three 62s. Yeah. And um, so like first lap 62 and then, yeah. And then this was the one where the boys like, so they're leading and then, they kind of they ran sixty seven oh, and I was just like nah. fucking pricks and like they kind of kept rolling as well through through the lap yeah and I'm just like nah like I wanted to go like sixty two and then thirty four for the next yeah 200. you have to like I just wanted to get right right on the pace yeah. from as soon as I like, cross that line yeah um and then I probably ran yeah then I ran maybe I don't know I think I probably ran a sixty yeah I ran probably sixty five for the third lap and yeah. then I was just like nah I'm, I'm I'm done here. So I like had a, I had the lap off. So I did the same rep as the other boys. Gotcha. Um, so they actually pulled away from me a little bit. And then I um, did, 
had we had about a 60 or 70 second rest and then I'd ran a 61 um, yeah 400 so you still got that speed in then that's good yeah and then uh, to be honest having the extra like that little rest like it saved my session yeah um, it, it makes a world just, of difference when you do stuff like that oh, like I find that when I'm trying yeah. to keep up with you and Stewie at Waverley and yeah sometimes you just need to make the call it's like alright I'm going to have a lap off here and I'll be able to finish the session but if you go full red line then you're just done and you can't finish yeah. it. And and that was the thing, like those boys are having that rest where I'm just like, I'm spending another two and a half minutes of my heart rate just like spiking. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so then the fourth one was supposed to be, so we ran, it was just getting quicker each lap. Yeah. So I ran 71, 69, 68, 65, 61. Yeah, that's good. Um, so like that, that was a really good rep as well. Like that was, that was really hard. Like Tobin like jumped in um, at the end for that last lap and like kind of paced me through. Yeah. Um, so it was good. Like the boys were pretty much pacing me, which was, which really helped me. How's Sean going? Sean fit? Uh, so he's had like a bit of hammy problem. Yeah. Um, he's getting there. Like he got through that pretty good, but I know he was like, he was pretty Cause sore. he's always been a crazy trainer. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, when he, you never sort of know, he's seems like he can keep up with the best. Yeah. But then in race. Yeah. yeah no, I think he, he's definitely got a lot better at racing too. So, um, yeah. What's he race? What's he doing? What race is he doing now? I think he's planning to do the same 10K as me. Awesome. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then did a run with all the Irish that night. Just easy 7K. And then this morning, which is Sunday for me, um, just an easy 90 minutes. Um, we met with a few of the other groups up here. They were just, yeah, all meeting. So the same place where we got lost the other day, but we actually had people... Know <laughs> where knew. Yeah, not like Dave yeah. trying to remember trails from 20 years ago. I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but we, we did a bit different route. It was just an out and back, but it was it was nice and it wasn't wasn't too hilly, which was good. Um, and I only ran 90 minutes. Yeah, why did you just do 90? Is that just because you're focusing a lot on track? Yeah, uh, so because our week is a little bit like kind of changed. Um, yeah. This is kind of like a Wednesday for me. So this is like a midweek uh-huh. long run, kind of. Like if you think that Thursday is, I'm do, do my lo- proper long run, yeah. And then uh, two days later, I do a track session, which is like a Tuesday. And then so today is like a Wednesday. Um, gotcha. Yeah, and then and then Tuesday, which is like a Thursday. I don't know. Yeah. Getting confusing here, but um, you're doing threshold. Yeah, I'm doing threshold. So, uh, okay. so what did, what did you what did you do on Thursday then? Thursday was my long hour? run. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, wow. I don't know, it's just a bit different because of the days you can use the track up here. Because okay. it's like a high school track, you can't use it in school hours. So we're just doing it on a Saturday. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. So um, it was a good week. Good first week up here. 166K. Um, feel like I haven't cooked myself too much, which is good. <laughs> yeah. You never do in the first week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Day 10, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you, is this your first time training in flag? Yeah. 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 What would you, how would you compare? I know one of our listener questions um, was it, yeah, a couple of weeks ago was like, what are your favorite places to train in the world? What, how does this rank? Um, oh, it's definitely up there. I, I'm really enjoying yeah. it so far. The runs, I think are really good because they're, um, they're like on these big fire trails and like you can go anywhere pretty much. Yeah, like there's there's one a k away from our house. Like you can run from the door, um, but it just seems to be like every single 
I don't know, route out of the town, yeah. there's a fire trail. Um, okay. So there's like plenty of running, which is good. But yeah, it, it is high. So I guess we'll see how I race off it <laughs> is, is probably yeah. how I'll determine how it ranks. But yeah, so far I like it. Like the, the town's cool. Um, plenty of things to do. Are you going to spend... Uh you're going to spend like a month, a month how, how far away is the race? Yeah, it's Three about weeks, a month, is it? Yeah, so it's the 6th of May month. and today's 10th of April. So, And you're going to go how long before the race are you going Day to drop before. down? Day before, okay. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I just think I, I prefer- Really trick that body. Yeah, I prefer going straight to the race. And like the tra- travel's, like travel's not that bad. Like it's probably two hour drive to the airport and then maybe an hour flight. So- Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It'll be good. So, um, yeah. Great. We've got some interesting weeks coming up yeah. ahead yeah. for you then. So hopefully, hopefully training goes keeps going well. Looking forward. It's supposed to snow next week, so I'll be complaining <laughs> next week. <laughs> You'll be thinking, why the hell are all these people from Flagstaff I know. like living yeah. here? They w- <laughs> right right now. I'm like, this is a lovely place. The locals are great. Next week, I'm like, yeah. get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like walking down the main street. You're like, Marjorie, how are you? Like from yeah, the cafe, yeah. and like, you know all the names and stuff. <laughs> next week, the I'm m- kicking Marjorie's dog. <laughs> <laughs> One snowflake drops. It's like, if you didn't live here, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good. Um, but yeah, that's it for my week. Yeah, good job. Do you want to uh, kick us off? So you, yeah, you didn't you didn't do the Instagram segment with yeah, your the, new host, did you? Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're a bit rusty still. We are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. When, when you and I ran the show, we, we were rusty. Remember back in those first ep- yeah. early episodes? Yeah. We were rusty. <laughs> you know how we just like kind of give each other like a wink and it's like, oh yeah, we're moving on to this segment. Um, I was like doing that to Molly and she's like winking back at me. I'm like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I hope when Molly listens back, she's already finished listening by now. <laughs> <laughs> Molly, he's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we didn't do the Instagram segment. But yeah, so mine is... Um, I don't know if everyone saw this. I'm sure you did because you're fans of the show. But we posted uh, the Tempo Journal article and uh, there were some photos there that me and Joel did a photo shoot for and I just want to look at Joel's face in every single photo. He honestly thinks he's a model and I just want to make sure everyone knows this. When we're standing there taking the first photo, Riley goes, Joel, can you just please relax? He was, he thought he was Eric, Derek Zoolander. <laughs> How did I and know? And every single, every single one. It's just like, and that's why every single comment is about Joel and like <laughs> what he's trying to do. Okay, it's supposed to be like a fun in little pom- <laughs> podcast, and like, it's all right, blue steel. In my, in my defence, I've, I said to you before, I said, wouldn't it be really funny if you and I just have really dead serious faces as if we're like rappers? And you were like, yeah, that's sort of funny. And then I like look over at you where it's like, all right ready Brett we're doing it and I look over and you've got this big dorky cheesy yeah. smile and I'm like whatever happened to us trying to look serious and and intimidating and so now I had yeah I had so many so many messages from that main that the, I think it was like the the um the main one they posted and it's like the sun is in my eyes I can't even see and I'm squinting and I had like all these dance being like open your bloody eyes mate yeah. Uh, I knew that was coming because I said to you, I go, have you got your Instagram segment? And you go, yep. And I said, what is it? And you said, don't you worry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well. yours? Um, so I, <laughs> this came up on my Instagram uh, from a very old 
an old friend who I used to do a lot of running with, um, who's now a pro triathlete. This is Grace Tech. I'm not sure if she listens to the show, um, but yeah, I used to do used to do running with with Grace back when we were young kids. She seems yeah, she's a re- really good triathlete at the moment, and she put up a post on her Instagram. Um, I believe she's a um, sponsored by Modex, which a lot of athletes seem to be sponsored by, and she's put up this post of her in a. She's she's swapping characters. It's like she, first it starts as Grace Tech, the athlete, and it's totally normal talking about the product. And then it swaps. It's it's actually a really creative idea, but I'm still not sure about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's she's got a lab coat on and she's acting like a scientist talking about the product. And I just saw it and I went, oh, "I'm sorry, Grace. I really like you, but that's gone on the <laughs> that's gone on the <laughs> podcast." So it's um, funny. Like companies always ask you, like, "Yeah, can you post this and like try to make it interesting and." I don't know. Like athletes are like, oh yeah, fine, what well, I'll do it, and they kind of hate doing it. But I don't know if this is the right way of of doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, not to too be sure honest, to to be honest, to be honest, Grace, I'm sure Modex looked at that and were like, great, that's awesome. Like, it looks yeah. really good for Modex. But little did you know that Joel and his and his <laughs> and his toxic podcast was gonna <laughs> yeah. was gonna rip was gonna rip on you. It's the same thing as like our very first one when we Jess Trengrove. You know, she was just doing something to help out. You know, the the Olympic thing. It's like, nah. Torn apart. Yeah. <laughs> no, alarm bells gone off in the FTK studio. And we, <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 it's like the, the fire brigade. We got the pole. And we, yeah, yeah, we, we go, slide down. The alarms go and we slide down the pole. <laughs> Get, Get on the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. So, um, yeah, but it does. It keep, it. Not too sure about it. That's right. So, yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, we had... Yeah, we had recapping on the last Q and A episode. I sat down with Dylan Vazari, who is my strength conditioning coach. As of last week, again, I'm getting back into the gym. Um, Knee problems. That's right. Um, so yeah, it's re- it was a really good episode. Super insightful. Having somebody that actually knows what they're talking about, try and answer the questions. Other than yeah. you know, you and I getting asked. We- we've been asked so many strength and conditioning. Uh, questions, Brett, and <laughs> we both we both literally look like um, stick insects, and we're just yeah. not the people that can answer. We those. definitely weren't qualified to answer those. Exactly. So we might try to yeah. get some other experts of of other fields on to answer some questions like that. Because yeah, we can answer things from our um, yeah experience, our personal, but yeah, but there's also people that can like that that can answer those more specific questions a lot better. Definitely. So yeah, if you if you've missed that episode and you are interested in like strength and conditioning stuff for runners, go back and listen because it was yeah it was really insightful. Um, and if yeah, if the, the listeners, if you guys have any other ideas of people you would like to hear on, you know, answering yeah. whether it be like sports doctors or you know other sort of th- therapists, psych a psychologist would be really good. Yeah, that'd that'd be good for Brett and I because we're both head cases. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's uh yeah, that's the end of um episode 11. Thank you yeah, very thanks much. Thanks for coming on, Joel. Yeah, I'm not sure not sure when you guys will hear my voice next. I'll have to ask yeah. I'll have to beg for Molly and Brett to let me back on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks guys. See you. See you later.